What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Unspoken Issues. Welcome, legions of the unspoken, to the latest edition of the Unspoken Issues podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, at least for a little while. This is Chris Armstrong, ready to bring you some hot, steamy, indie 90s comics goodness. I'm not alone, thankfully, with me tonight, the 10-foot monkey man to my 7-foot O'Brien, Mr. Evan Bevins. How are you tonight, Evan? Uh, I'm still trying to uh, decide how I feel about that that intro. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, doing all right. How are you? Uh, not too bad, not too shabby. Hoping the Civil War holds off a little while longer. Uh, we're doing this on election week, so so they we, may have uh, finished counting by the time people listen to it. Yeah, they should. They should have anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we we put up a poll uh, way back, I guess, in April for Monkey Man and O'Brien versus the Mighty mutantimals which uh, i'm probably pronouncing incorrectly but that's how i've said it since i was a kid so uh and it was totally a comic i would read (laughs) but we uh got a pretty decisive victory for monkey man and o'brien 69 percent to 31 Uh, i believe the actual vote count was 27 to 12 for monkey man and o'brien number quickly the comments we didn't get very many i think we only got one from uh i'm not gonna pronounce this correctly but uh uh rafe mahato maybe that sounds good go with sure. that uh monkey man and o'brien cleaning up i thought a tmnt universe book would give them more of a challenge and i'll be honest i thought so too that's why uh, i actually picked the uh mutant book and you picked monkey man and o'brien which went away with the victory so um did you read mighty mutant when you were younger I did. I was uh, I was collecting uh, the the Archie Ninja Turtle series, and when I saw some of my other favorite action figures, <laughs> I picked up issue one, got issue three. But for over probably two decades, issue two oh. eluded me. And at a con uh, in Parkersburg, West Virginia, on a that was uh, you know probably more focused on toys and stuff. <laughs> Under one of the tables was a short comic box um, with some pretty musty back issues in it, and I think I uh, scrounged a, a Legion of Substitute Heroes number one and Mighty Mutanimals. At least that's how I pronounce it. I, I could yeah, be I'm wrong sure too. Um, <laughs> and uh, and Mighty Mutanimals number two out of there after uh, all those many years. Did it live up to the hype from all that waiting? I I still haven't read it. it, it it's it's in my uh, my to read pile. Which, cool. which is where I found Monkey Man and O'Brien when you asked me to pick an issue for the poll about a non-Marvel or DC team. And I'm like, 
trying to think what non-Marvel and DC teams I read about in uh, in the 90s that weren't the Ninja Turtles. And so I started flipping through a stack of uh, comics I wanted to read, and there was Monkey Man and O'Brien number one. Good choice. Well, you know, I was reading those TMNT Archie books as well. I was a huge Ninja Turtles fan uh, in my younger days, still kind of am. I read the IDW books now, and they're really cool. But um, yeah, I, uh, I picked up those that miniseries, and then they released... After the miniseries was over, they released basically a trade paperback. And it was not like a cardstock, you know, cover like most trade paperbacks are. It was essentially like a, a kind of like what you think of a Marvel annual. Uh, being, okay. Yeah. Like a really, just a really thick comic, uh, but it had the, the three issues in it. And I read that thing countless times, you know, when I was <laughs> 11, 12 years old. Yeah. Love those, those characters. Do you know anything about what happened to those characters as the series progressed? No, I, I, I remember I, I read issue one and issue three. Mm-hmm. But they got an ongoing series after that. Okay, I, I think I think I've heard tell of that somewhere, but I I, I did not uh, I did not read those. Uh, yeah, I, I picked up the first couple and then I kind of lost track of it. But through my, you know, they're they're kind of hard to find now. I guess they were probably low print run because it kind of I think those were coming out around the time the industry started to tail off. Um, yeah. But I in some research I found out that like after their series ended after like nine issues, there were some like backup stories in the turtles book and eventually i think all of them were killed in one of the the backup stories so wow. a sad end to the mighty mutinimals but oh, i've got a i know a mondo gecko and wingnut still live on in my basement somewhere so uh <laughs> yeah and most of those characters live on in the idw series now <laughs> so uh but yeah monkey man and o'brien uh wins the poll and that's a, a series that i had never uh, really gotten into, and I thought it was a little more, uh, I thought there was more to it than there actually was. I did a little research, and there were only, I think, five issues. There was like a a special issue, and then a three-issue mini, which this is the first, the, the issue we're covering tonight is, is the first part of that. Yeah. And then there was a two-issue mini series that was Monkey Man and O'Brien and Gen 13. That's uh, that's in one of my to read boxes, too. Yeah, I uh, that's that I'm pretty sure I have those comics and I probably read them, you know, 24 years ago or whatever when they came out. But I have no memory of anything, you know, about them. So I basically went into reading this one fresh without any real knowledge of what I was kind of getting into. I just know that I am a big fan of Art Adams artwork and same here creator of the of the series. So. So you, you weren't familiar with the book before you read it? Before no, this? no, just a, like you, a big fan of Art Adams. And so I think I actually got all of those, the three-issue limited series, the Gen 13 crossover, and a couple of Marvel Holiday specials that he uh, he drew all out of the same box at a con. Hmm. Or at least he, he, he drew, drew the covers for. So, yeah, he he's always been one of my favorites. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he does a whole lot outside, of, especially now uh, outside of covers. I've read some of like he did the new Fantastic Four um, issues of the Fantastic Four book when Ghost Rider, yes. Wolverine, um, Hulk. Who was the fourth one? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. So that was kind of the first time I'd been exposed to him, I think, when I was younger. And I, I really liked that, you know, two issue storyline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's one of my favorites. And, I, and uh, I, I kept buying up the the other appearances of them that they that they would trot out every few years. Right. Yeah. They, 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 they actually did a throwback to them, I think in, uh, in empire, not too long ago, they had a uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man on the cover. And then uh ghost rider was on the cover of the next issue. Hmm. Yeah. I, so was it like a mini series, uh, of no, empire? No, th- this was, this was the tie in in the actual, there were two oh, okay. empire labeled issues, which was what, uh, Franklin and Val were up to while the rest of the FF was 
getting into trouble in the main series. I don't I don't know. I only read the first issue, but but yeah, they uh you know Franklin and Val went back to Earth and hijinks ensued and uh, Wolverine <laughs> and Spider Man showed up. Yeah, I've read uh, some of the Empire series. I'm I've got all of the the main story issues, and then I kind of cherry picked what what tie ins and and mini series that went along with it that I wanted to to read, but I, I haven't gotten very far in that. But that um assemblage of of the new Fantastic Four, it's always a treat when we see them back back oh, together. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the spoiler, I, I really like this this uh, issue. So I immediately, as I, after I got in reading it, went and looking for trade paperbacks for collections or whatever. And that's when I, uh, I realized, Oh, there's only a handful of issues that even exist. And apparently there was one trade paperback, uh, from the late nineties, which I'm assuming collects the three issue miniseries. But so yeah, tomorrow it is like a backup feature in, in Hellboy, I want to say. Yeah. That's, that's something that they mention in the, in the issue. They do like a little recap of like their origin and, uh, and I was like, oh, well, that's from that's from Hellboy Seed of Destruction, I think. And I think before that, they appeared in Dark Horse Presents in one of those issues. So not a lot of content out there for them. I'm going to have to I'm going to a comic shop tomorrow. So I'll probably kind of scrounge through their back issues and see if I can find any more because I'd like to read the rest of this uh, series. But I'll do a quick synopsis here and then we'll we'll kind of dive into the, the issue itself. A Monkey Man and O'Brien number one published by Dark Horse Comics under the Legend imprint, which is like a, I think a creator-owned uh, imprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, cover date is July 1996 with an on-sale date of July 31st, 1996. Created, written, and illustrated by Arthur Adams. Letters by L. Lois Buhalis. Colors by Laura Aldred. Uh, this uh, info all coming from Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Uh, our story is titled Monkey Man and O'Brien in Attack of the Shroomanoid. It opens with the aforementioned Shroomanoid and his giant monster minions tearing through the streets of San Francisco from beneath the Earth's surface to wreak havoc. Cut to Monkey Man and O'Brien in their lab where we get a recounting of their origin story. Once they are made aware of the Shroomanoid's rampage, they rush out to challenge him on O'Brien's hovercraft. Once they confront the Shroomanoid and realize he can't be reasoned, reasoned with, a fight breaks out, and we see what some of the creatures under his command can do. These are mostly dinosaur-like giant monsters, but they have names and special abilities, uh, like Staticus, who has electric powers, <laughs> uh, Gas Man, who emits a sleeping gas, and there's also an unnamed giant bat, among others. After capturing Monkey Man and O'Brien, the Shroomanoid reveals his origin in classic supervillain fashion. He seems to have been an incel lumberjack, although we never see him lumberjacking. He (laughs) thinks he's superior to everyone, ends up in a cave where he finds a strange portal that transforms him into a shrewman, and a bunch of animals that are around him into giant monsters. With a very cliche, silver-agey motivation of wanting to become master of the world, he heads for Monkey Man's lab, where he senses the same type of energy that transformed him which is called extra evolutionary radiation. Uh, Once there, Monkey Man tricks the Shroomanoid into allowing him to help, and Monkey Man sends the Shroomanoid and his minions into a portal, banishing them from Earth, Monster Squad style. (laughs) Everything seems to be tied into a nice little package until the final page reveals the coming extraterrestrial threat of the Froglodytes. (laughs) So that's... um, Pretty much the gist of it. It's a lot, kind of an action-packed issue. We get a little backstory from from Monkey Man and O'Brien, but it's mostly just giant monsters and giant monkeys <laughs> fighting it out. Uh, what did you think of the issue? Oh, I, I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, a lot of a uh, you know Sil- Silver Age uh, throwback goodness. 
and you know one one thing I noted you were talking about you know the the recap of the origin I mean like like you said neither one of us had read a ton of this but I didn't feel lost at all I mean it was a a, a good old fashioned uh, recap without uh, you know just throwing in a few paragraphs to tell you where everything was I mean you know clearly uh, clearly Anne O'Brien's sister is evil I'm not sure why <laughs> but uh, you know I, I I felt like I knew everything I needed to know. Right. Um, going in i mean uh, i i want to read more but i didn't feel lost in, in in any way you know i mean when i got into comics i was just buying stuff that uh that appealed to me you know that i would see at a walden books or a flea market or something like that and um you know it was a long time before i actually strung a couple issues together and so i, I was used to just dropping in the middle of stories so i i appreciate the the good old-fashioned uh you know hey here, here's what you need to know in case this is your your first time <laughs> in and uh you know you don't have to have read everything that came before or even the stuff that comes after to have fun with it yeah yeah uh, i've talked on here before i think with jess here or maybe you some other people but um comics in in the 90s especially and in, in the past before you know not so much maybe today but uh, in the past comics were kind of designed to where you can jump in on any issue and read whatever and you're going to know you, you you'll be able to get your bearings and know what's going on yeah. even if there's not like a huge recap or whatever uh, they're not really written quite the same way anymore. Uh, but I remember when I worked at a, a comic shop here in town, I would have occasionally people would come in and ask like, hey, my kid's really into Spider-Man. He wants to start at the beginning. And it's <laughs> like, well, um, I don't think he wants to go back and read Amazing 15, you know, Amazing Fantasy 15 and work his way up. Like, And I would just kind of have to, and they would always be, always be disappointed when I couldn't just point to like, this is the first one. Just mm-hmm. tell them to start reading here because it's like comics aren't really designed to be read that way. Like, they're kind of designed to just jump into them like, you know, a an old an old movie serial or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this one gives you a, a great like a couple pages of, of back backstory. And Art Adams even puts in the panel. I don't know if these are the same panels, you know, I assume not from from the story, but uh, you get a visual representation of everything that happens as well. But yeah, that, that was cool. Uh, but continue. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and, and then there was going along those lines. I, I forget there was I think when the uh, you know news reporters were talking about the, the monsters attacking, they said, uh, oh, and then uh, Danger Unlimited is, is unavailable to help, which, you know, reminds <laughs> me of. In, in the old Marvel comics I read, you know, oh, something's happening, but the Fantastic Four are off planet. Right. It was just, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think the legend line lasted very long, but I mean, you know, the, I, this is probably the only comic in it I read, and, you know, I, I didn't didn't feel lost at all. I felt like I could, you know, I could go find out about Danger Unlimited if I wanted to, but they're the superheroes who would usually handle this, but instead we've got a super strong tall lady and an even taller uh, genius gorilla. <laughs> Yeah, I actually made note of the Danger Unlimited. I actually wrote them down as Danger Quartet because I misread it. Apparently, she says the superhero Quintet, Danger Unlimited. So I looked up Danger Quartet, and I'm like, there's nothing in here. I guess they just were an offhand reference. So maybe Danger Unlimited was another Dark Horse series. Yeah, it it was actually a John Byrne thing. He did did four issues. It was supposed to be kind of a a throwback to the the Fantastic Four. Gotcha. Um, uh, I, I was looking it up on the on Wikipedia. He he said, uh, well, since nobody else is doing the Fantastic Four, old-fashioned adventure-based superhero series suitable for all ages, I thought I would. But um, <laughs> I guess it was coming out right in 94 when uh, the bubble was starting to burst and it just mm-hmm. didn't get didn't get a lot of traction. Gotcha. So I'm guessing he was uh, – that would have probably been around the time Sue Storm was in the uh, sexy outfit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe that was the Paul Ryan uh, era. I don't remember who the writer was, but uh... – 
So I guess he wasn't happy with the way the Fantastic Four series was actually going. Apparently not. But um, yeah, no, I, I I had a lot of fun with 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 the issue. Like I said, real real e- easy to jump into, uh, throwback feel. But I mean, you know, with with enough that the the characters didn't feel generic. I mean, mm-hmm. Monkey Man or Axwell Tiberius. I, I guess he doesn't appreciate the Monkey Man <laughs> name too much. But I mean, he he and he and Anne, you know, I I, I want to read more about them because they didn't. You, you know, I I kind of thought at first, um, you know, from what Law knew about it, I'm like, okay, well, so he's she's super strong, so he's he's the brains, and it's kind of you know maybe reversing the gender roles a little bit, but they're both really smart and they're both really strong. And I think uh, on Wikipedia, uh, Art Adams described him as the Reed Richards of the gorilla world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I checked you know, out the Wikipedia they, too, and I was disappointed that like, man, there's just not much info here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I, uh, I thought it was uh, although the, the the character that that had the the best line for me even even though there were there were some some funny moments but uh, my favorite line is a uh, monkey man demands to know what what the shroomanoid is doing and he says I will answer only because I have never spoken with a gorilla <laughs> and I'm like you know what I, that's that's a relatable villain right there he's like yeah, I don't have time for this but it's kind of cool um, that uh, that you're talking gorilla so so we'll chat when are you gonna get this chance again. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's like, okay, I I do want to take over the world, but you know, this this is I you know I've got some weird stuff going on, but this is kind of cool. So uh, yeah, I uh, I it, just just some of his dialogue, and then later there was another one that I uh, I'm 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 tr- tr- trying to find where where I had had it, and uh, just uh, I'm not monologuing as well as the Shroomanoid does. <laughs> hey, that right magic wet it. But, but <laughs> yeah, this is something he, he he says uh, now. Why you have a super evolved gorilla? Why you have super evolved a gorilla is your own business. <laughs> and I, I I I just just love some of the the, the dialogue mm-hmm. there. But um, and you know I I like that O'Brien is like I said she's she's got brains and brawn and you know they didn't have any strategic uh, blasts uh, you know knocking off her clothes so she could uh, <laughs> you know. Have some some in, in, inadvertent pinups and and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was just overall a, a lot of fun to read, and I I definitely want to want to dig in into the other issues. I even like you know the old school feel at the end with the next issue, the invasion of the Froglodites, which uh, <laughs> is is reminiscent of an early Hulk cover, I think, with like the Toad Men or something like that. So you mean the the preview of the next issue? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that I I meant to look that up, but that's one of the the early early Hulk covers. I think that that's that's an homage to. I can see that. Yeah, I'm not. It says something about after Kirby at the bottom. It looks like too. So yeah. You're right. But yeah, t- talking about O'Brien, I, like I said, I had read the the Monkey Man and O'Brien crossover with Gen 13. I'm pretty sure when I was a teenager, but I, I had no memory of it really. So when I got into reading this, I was surprised that like O'Brien is superpowered. I, I assumed, you know, when I would see ads for Monkey Man and O'Brien or the action figures or whatever, like, I just kind of thought, well, she's the sidekick to Monkey Man or vice versa. But, like, I didn't know that she had superpowers. Apparently, she's seven feet tall, which yeah, uh, they call her an Amazon, basically, at one point in the book. So that was a, a surprising uh, twist I liked. And, you know, Monkey Man kind of reminded me of Beast from the X-Men mm-hmm. with, you know, he's super intelligent. He wears glasses, although he's the size of basically the Hulk. You know, he's not just a yeah. gorilla. He's like a giant gorilla. But, yeah, the, the, I agree. It's got a, a really a, a Silver Age quality to it. And I appreciated, I mean, it, it really is sort of 
reminiscent of the Fantastic Four just because, or a Fantastic Four story because of the super science, uh, the pseudo super science, and obviously Shroomanoid is like the Mole Man, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Although, uh, I also, as soon as he appears, I wrote Mole Man, but I will also half expected him to shout, I'm always beneath you, but nothing is beneath me. Uh, the, the underminer <laughs> line from the end of Incredibles. I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen The Incredibles, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, but um, they, <laughs> oh, I, I also on the the whole um, you know, neither one of them's really the sidekick. Mm-hmm. I, I found a couple of the lines. You can tell I'm a little rusty on my uh, note taking, <laughs> but um, there was the the part where the Shroomanoid orders them to attack, and Monkey Man says, "Stand back, Ann. I've had some experience dealing with such." And then she just punches a dinosaur, you know, it's like, okay, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I understand you're trying to be a gentleman, but, uh, but I'm strong too. Let's just, uh, let's just get down to business. And great form of that uppercut too. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then they have, I found the, the other line I was talking about where, you know, the Shroomanoid figures out that they, they have a connection to that energy. And he says, you are the most highly advanced human female of all time. Why you have super evolved a gorilla is your own business. And then he says he's going to uh, grant her the honor of becoming his first bride. And you know, th- then she has a little aside while he's shouting his triumph. She goes, oh, that's really not necessary. <laughs> yeah, in true incel fashion, he's uh, he's also going to take take this the uh, giant Amazon woman as his bride and when he takes over the world. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you can tell he, he feels like he's being very magnanimous bestowing that honor right. upon her. So, uh, but yeah, and then, um, you know, you, you have... Even even though even with the the Silver Age feel, you've got the uh, you know she's the one that ends up saving Monkey Man at the end. So because uh, whenever we talk about Silver Age Fantastic Four, as great as some of those were, I, I can't help but remember uh, the issue where they were going after the Hulk and the Invisible Woman says, "Well, golly, I don't feel like there's anything I can do." And Thunderbolt <laughs> Ross says, "Nonsense! A pretty girl always raises the men's spirits." And Mister Fantastic goes, "Well, that's just what we feel about Sue too." Wow. You know, na- <laughs> nowadays she would, you know, have him in a small invisible ball uh, sure. for saying something something like that. I mean, you can't really, it, it was just a, a product of the times. You can't really rag on it too much, but sure. uh, that's a, that's one of the uh, the early Fantastic Four moments that, uh, that did not age well and it's just kind of <laughs> burned into my head. Yeah, I haven't read a whole lot of uh, the FF Silver. I, I, I've read a handful of Silver Age comics like across the spectrum, really, but uh, I don't know if I've ever read any, if I've ever read any of the the uh, early FF issues, except for I'm I'm sure I read the first issue as like a reprint or something when I was a kid. Yeah, I I, re- I read through some of them in the in the the essential volumes. Those I, I wish Marvel was still putting those out, but uh, oh, yeah, I didn't I even realize like, they had stopped. <laughs> well, yeah, I I don't think they are. Because I mean they were a, they're a, they're a heck of a deal. A lot of times you can pick them up at shows for for pretty cheap. Yeah, but but yeah, um, I I just the 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 dialogue in in it was was a lot of fun. The art, I mean, it's it's Art Adams. Like that's what kind of interested both of us. Just you know, anything Art Adams draws, I'm I'm inclined to to want to look at. Um, yeah, the, he's always got those the big square chins, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I mean he he, he can pretty much. I kind of always associate him with uh, big monsters anyway because of that new FF run that he did. Yeah. Uh, And and this has him doing some of those great uh, monsters as well. Yeah. He did a lot of, uh, I don't don't think he did any of the interiors, but he did a lot of the covers for uh, the Monsters Unleashed event that Marvel did a couple years ago. Yeah. And and even the spinoff series they did from that, those were were a lot more fun than I thought they'd be. 
<laughs> that's one that I kind of wanted to read, but um, my local shop, by the time I decided I wanted to check it out, they had sold out of a couple issues. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll pick up a trade later on down the line. I never have, but uh, it looked like it could be fun for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was. And then the uh, the spinoff series had Elsa Bloodstone, who uh, I always, always enjoy uh, checking in on. So, but, but but yeah, this one was... You know, not not overly complex, but just just a good fun uh, fun read, and I'll uh, I'll probably be reading the others in the not too distant future. And in fact, I'm looking at issue three right now, and I see the Shroomanoid uh, lurking on the bottom of the cover. So it looks oh, like he's back it, already. Yeah, it, it, they didn't uh, didn't get rid of him too permanently. Yeah, the uh, I mean, we kind of covered most of everything I wanted to to uh, to uh, to point out there, but uh, the Mole Man esque, you know, Shroomanoid. I love the name. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the design is really cool. He's very mole man esque, short, squat, uh, but most like um, kind of muscular. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he doesn't come across as just a mole man clone. You know, he, he's very reminiscent of of the mole man. But he, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He, he, you know, and then like I said, he reminded me of the the underminer too. He he he's very much the type, but he he's his own guy too. Yeah, he, he's his own uh, creation. <laughs> and you know, the mole man from FF, as far as I know, he, was he always an underground dweller or whatever? He wasn't like a human that ended up down there, right? Yeah, no, he 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 was. He he was a okay. human that, that ended up down there. Uh, I feel like I should know more. I mean, in in his first appearance, of course, he was already underground. But yeah, he mm-hmm. uh, I think his name's Harvey Elder. I want to say. I suppose I could wiki, Wikipedia that too, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he 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 was was on the surface, but I, I think he was more a guy that was just like kind of driven underground. He didn't get any. Uh, I don't think there was any energy that made him that way. He just looked like that anyway, and so he found that <laughs> he adapted in a to the underground. Better. Yeah, un- underground anyway. So. And there's also a a, a back or a, a a kind of a side story, like we mentioned. There they recap a. The origin that was covered in, I guess, Hellboy Seed of Destruction. Is that what it was? Yeah. In, in some backup uh, stories in that book. And they mention this albino gorilla head. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one of the bad guys took off with. And we get a quick one page check in with, with the bad guys who are, who are using that head, who, which they say is basically still alive, right? I'm, I, I'm having to, to go. But oh, yeah. Right there it is. OK. I had forgotten about that one. I'm trying. I'm trying to see the head appears to be not only alive but conscious. Yeah, and it looks like they're building him like a robot body to go yeah, with it. So. A giant mechanical body. Yeah, the head appears to be not only alive but conscious. Oh, and it, it, it's actually controlling uh, the the people building it. So yeah, yeah, I, I want to see. Uh, yeah, I'm looking that, forward. That, to that didn't jump out at me the first time through, but yeah, now I want to know what happens with that too. <laughs> and like I said, like a good Silver Age comic, there's a page that that is is setting something up for later, uh, like the old elf with the gun and defenders. <laughs> so yeah, the the um, entirety of the Monkey Man and O'Brien uh, story, I guess you know there were. There was a Dark Horse Presents issue, which I'm assuming that was just like a short story uh, mm-hmm. in that because that was an anthology book, I'm pretty sure. And then there were backup stories and some Hellboy issues and then uh, the three issue series. And then I think there might have been just like a special one shot. So we're looking at like less than 10 issues. So, yeah, I would love there... to see it like collected in a trade. I, don't, I mean, I guess there's not a market for it. It would have already happened by now. But yeah. Yeah, there was a yeah. Dark Horse Extra did a promotional newspaper, and they had a Monkey Man and O'Brien comic strip. Oh, cool! I, I guess in that. So I don't know. I mean, honestly, the the way people are uh, are farming uh, comics for movie and TV stuff, yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> there's not 
the Monkey Man and O'Brien show being uh, developed at some streaming service. Yeah, I mean, it would make a great uh, animated series for sure. Oh yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I'm just kind of surprised because it's uh, it's an it's a property that I've always been kind of aware of since it came out. You know, with ads and stuff in like Wizard or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and then there were action figures at one point as part of like I think Legendary Heroes was the action figure line that did like Savage Dragon and some of the other like independent. Um, superhero characters uh, at one yeah. time, but so I, I just assumed there was a, a a lot more material out there, but there's not. So hopefully, it won't be too hard for me to to track some of this stuff down because I'm excited to read to read more of it. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised when I like I said I I grabbed those. I'm like, oh yeah, I've wanted to read Monkey Man or Brian, and then uh, then I looked and I'm like, I I think I have like sixty percent of the the published <laughs> works already. Yeah, uh, you got anything else specifically on this issue? No, no, I just uh. Just a fun time. Uh, would would recommend it, and uh, looking looking forward to reading some more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, same here. It gets it gets my endorsement, so uh, people should track this down if they get a chance. Have you got a favorite panel from this uh, from this issue? Yeah, yes, I do. I, I already talked about it, but it uh it it bears repeating. Just the uh the line from the Shroomanoid when when Monkey Man demands to know what he's doing. I will answer, but only because <laughs> I have never spoken with a gorilla. Just uh, I. I don't know. I, it, yeah, it, 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 it hits all the right <laughs> notes for me. I can't. I can't explain why, but uh, it, it cracks me up every time. Can't. I can't blame you at all. I'll go ahead and throw an honorable mention on the two-page spread at the beginning, which I think is the second and third pages, maybe. Uh huh. Shows the actual uh, the shroomanoid coming up out of the ground with his with his uh, minions and stuff. But my fa- my panel of the of the issue is going to be when Staticus attacks Monkey Man and O'Brien. Uh, under the command of the Shroomanoid, who screams out, "Staticus, shock that monkey!" <laughs> and there's, I mean, it's it's actually a really great panel, anyway. Yes. Uh, the the lighting and everything, it's uh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. The the Shroomanoid out out dialogues some of the classic villains he's he's based on. I mean, uh, <laughs> this 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 guy has a way with words. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun, and it's a it's a funny. It's a funny book, obviously, but yeah, it's it's a funny uh, issue, a lot of clever dialogue and stuff to go along with it. And I love, like I said, the Shroominoids and also uh, the Froglodytes. Also, uh, Froglodytes also a great uh, name for this alien race coming in to to invade uh, Earth in the next issue. So very creative stuff. Kind of disappointed that it, there's not more of it, but also kind of excited that I don't have to tra- track down a whole lot of stuff to to, uh, to read this. There you go. But uh, all right. Well, with that, uh, if you haven't got anything else, uh, Evan? No, no, I'm I'm good. Well, that concludes our discussion of Monkey Man and O'Brien number one. Uh, Evan, please let people know where they can find you on the Internet. Okay. well, you can uh, read some of my writings about comics at newsandsentinel.com. I uh, although I've been uh, doing more uh, real world stuff uh, lately with uh, with with every, everything that's been going on, but I try to keep people updated on the uh, comic book origins of the TV shows and movies coming out in a column there called Back Issues. I, I write for uh, Graffiti Entertainment Magazine uh, in in West Virginia, graffitiwv.com. You you can find it there. I'm working uh, compiling my annual list of comic book characters' New Year's resolutions for that. Um, and then you can find. The first uh, two complete stories of um, support group, the webcomic about a support group for people with lame superpowers uh, at Webtoons. 
Awesome. Also, uh, you can find me at BrodyMan34 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hopefully you can catch me right back here in two weeks with our good buddy Al Sedano discussing Clerks, the comic book. Until then, I'll just say thanks to Dean Compton and Jesse Starcher at The Unspoken Decade, as well as the W2M Network for hosting the podcast. Uh, y'all be safe out there. Have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.